Welcome to KCast. This is Caleb, and I am here with Steve Garcia. Hello, everybody. How are you doing, sir? Fantastic. Very excited to be here. There is a phrase that goes, one good turn deserves another. And I thought I had so much fun doing this last time. We went through 20 of your favorite songs. I loved it. And I got a CD out of it. Custom CD. You got <laughs> custom-made CD. I still, still listen to it as... The number one CD that I listen to right now. Oh, well, I'm um, honored that, to hear that. Since that last podcast, yes. And, and literally right after we recorded that, we're like, this is so much fun. We should do it again, except this time I'll make a list of 20 of my favorite songs. 20 of your favorite songs, yes. And we can talk about them, and each one has a story or a memory attached to it, and it's songs of my youth. You and know? I love it how songs are almost like milestones are they mark time with memories it's fantastic they they really do and um the title of your podcast with your songs i call it songs of yesterday so that's my creative title i made up but this that that was for mine that was for yours and yours are songs for today (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna call it songs of my youth okay (laughs) yes all right but speaking of one good turn deserves another we're still celebrating Tom Petty. Because I more just than love ever that before. Tom Petty. Yeah. I would say more than ever before. I hear him so much throughout at different uh, businesses played, and I love every minute of it. Yeah. And I actually almost love it, appreciate it more. Yeah, and really the last the last six to nine months, like everyone has paid tribute. You know, it's it's great being a rock star because you can if you're playing the Hollywood Bowl, you can open with a Tom Petty song or open the Grammys with something. or Yeah. And then and it's all a loving tribute. What a songwriting great. Yeah. You know, comedians can't do that. A comedian can't go up and say, I'm going to do uh, 15 minutes of Chris Rock first as an homage, <laughs> and then me, Jim Gaffigan, I'll get into my stuff. You know? Right, <laughs> right. They could, but it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't it's, fly. It's not the yes. same as I'm going to... Yeah play someone else's song and pay tribute to that person you know so that would be cool so uh yeah that was tom petty um mary jane's last dance from 1993 and what time what were you going through or what episode in your life do do you tie that song to Uh, (laughs) actually i don't but in in a way to parallel the last podcast right. where we opened with oh, I Tom see. Petty's American Girl. Yes, oh, very good. I thought oh, I'm going to open with another Tom Petty just to sort of revisit the mood. Fantastic. However, I will say this. There was the show I loved, Cougar Town, with Courtney Cox. Yes. Seen every episode of that show. And it was set in Florida where Tom Petty's from, but every episode was named after a Tom Petty song. Oh, was it? Oh, that's funny. I didn't know that. And it lasted, I don't know, four seasons, so they... And then one of the last episodes in, in the final season was Mary Jane's Last Dance. Yeah, a lot of people wanted to, them to go into a fifth season, but they ran out of Tom Petty songs. <laughs> That's true. A lot more stories and ideas. Yeah. That's it. We used all the songs. They already, it was one of those shows that went off the air and then it was brought back on like TBS for one season and other right. place bought it. But um, that, that, uh, they used a lot of Tom Petty. And I think I got into Tom Petty because I love Cameron Crowe so much, and he's a big Tom Petty fan, so oh. all his movies, Almost Famous, Jerry Maguire, Say Anything, he always used can I ask you? Petty. Can I ask you what your favorite Tom Petty song is, or one of your favorites? We'll make it easier. It really is uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance is oh, one wow. of my 
Okay. It is might be my favorite Tom Petty song. And of course I love American Girl. Yes. And I love Free Fallen. Free Falling, yes. And um you know, because that talks a lot about the valley, which I like, you know. Yes. <laughs> so me and Chris went like a deep dive into that song because yes. it's like, oh. And then they, he's his, talking about Reseda and Ventura Boulevard and, you know. And one of his vintage classics, Refugee. Yes. Yes. All good songs. We used to play that in the high school band I was in. Yeah. And also, I think, because I like Spider-Man, I always associate Mary Jane with Spider-Man. Oh. Mary Jane Watson. <laughs> I mean, he's probably referring to marijuana here when he yeah. says Mary Jane. Cause <laughs> right. it's one last dance with Mary Jane to, you know, to ease the pain or something. Right. He's talking about. <laughs> our, our last. But for me, I think of Spider Man. It could be the day. Could be the day he quit marijuana. Could Mary be. Jane's last dance. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Goodbye. <laughs> but um, we love Tom Petty. We'll be paying tribute to another singer later in the show. Okay. So. First up, let's see what we got. I'm testing out the CD Drum player. Roll. Drum roll. Hoping it all works. Remy Zero from 2001. The song is called Save Me. But you might know it as the theme song from Smallville. The very successful show on the WB. save me wow that is that is super man <laughs> oh that is that is such a, that is such a perfect song for that show it just got you uh got so you hyped you know hyped, what yeah. you were doing yeah like wow i love very when a, cutting edge very it was great i love when a show picks the perfect song for their theme that's a good example of when that did and it was the kind of show where you had that minute and a half opening titles where they showed all the actors and the names and stuff. To get into the zone. Get into the zone. To and get into the character. The best <laughs> clips from the seasons. So anyone who knows me knows my obsession with Smallville. Yeah. And knows how big and important that show was to me. So influential in so many ways. And, and you know, this, this was back before TiVo and DVR. Yes. So I had to either watch it live or I had like the VHS recorder on the TV recorded right. that way. 
So I remember, um, because, um, at first it was Tuesdays and we used to hang out on Tuesdays and I remember we went to someone's house for dinner or something and I'm like, it's eight o'clock, Smallville's on, we gotta watch it. (laughs) And we had trouble getting the signal on the TV. It was like staticky. Right. But I sat there watching a staticky Smallville because it was eight o'clock on Tuesday (laughs) and I knew it was Smallville nights. Yeah. I remember you saying, like, where did they film this where it was snowing? And I go, that's the static on the TV. <laughs> okay. I had to explain to you later. <laughs> I got excited. I was going to say Vancouver. That's that's where they filmed it. And uh, yes. <clears throat> and the ongoing joke was, well, Kansas has a surprisingly lot of mountains. Yes. It was always Vancouver. But yeah, really, I mean, um, Smallville was a big deal. My my history of being into comics is so and not comedians comic books but that too is so tied into my to my youth and who I am right and it was um you know the brief history is X-Men the animated series on Fox Kids that's what got me into comic books yes was the X-Men and then there was Superman the animated series and Justice League and that got me into DC comics but then right around that time Smallville aired in 2001 I was in middle school and that made me become a huge Superman fan a huge DC Comics fan and I've kind of been a a loyal fan to them ever since very good and you know there's a lot of superhero shows now on TV it's it's very popular but it all traces back to Smallville now yeah it's, it's I mean Smallville they they had this approach where they said we're going to take the guy take away the costume now he's just an outsider he's just a guy with problems he's a guy who's lost searching for identity we're going to make it really relatable set it in the high school and this right. is our new approach and that was the perfect reimagining for that time in the early 2000s yes yes I love how even though he had the power to manifest at times he laid those aside for a greater purpose of timing and wisdom. Yes. It's a very messianic theme there. He did. And, um, <clears throat> yeah. When and I, I know you're a big fan of this, obviously, of uh, the uh, Smallville and stuff, but is that, a, a, is that the reason why to this day you wear a cape? <laughs> no, because Clark on Smallville never wore a cape. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So. <laughs> But speaking of Smallville, yes. that brings us to our next song, okay. which appeared on the second episode of Smallville ever, and another song from my youth that I love. Going back to 2001. This is from The Calling, Wherever You Will Go. So lately, been wondering who will be there.
Smallville, I was in the perfect demographic because I was 13, about to enter high school the next year. And shows like Smallville and Dawson's Creek and Buffy, they're soap operas at heart. Mm-hmm. And it's people in their 30s and 40s writing dialogue for teenagers that's so thoughtful and interesting. It's way above how they would speak. It's very clever. It's very clever. And it's very much, uh, this is someone who has gone through that painful teenage years and the young adult years. And now is reflecting back and kind of this thoughtful. But I think... They talked very mature beyond their years. Yes. Like, they, wow, <laughs> I wish I could communicate like that. Exactly. In a personal conflict, you know? But that was just <clears throat> as much <clears throat> the wish fulfillment <clears throat> yeah. as having superpowers. Yes. And, and saving people. And it actually inspired you to be a, a to communicate that way like oh I just need to express my feelings you can have a conversation and still have strong feelings at the same time yeah you know about a subject or an issue or and wherever you will go and, it's uh, episode two it's like straight up a love song it's like he cares yeah. about Lana and wants to you know help her and be there for her and he cares about his friends yeah. and I think everyone has that show with soap opera elements growing up where you're like, this is the first time I've been hooked on these characters and what they're feeling and what they're going through, and I can relate to it hardcore. Yes. And that's like the magic of the soap opera. And, what and it one does. thing Smallville did, and this is my uh, last... For you, it was that, probably uh, Andy Griffith. No, no. <laughs> my, my last comment on Smallville and my admiration of this show is they always introduced a new song yeah, played it at the end, and they say, "This episode's music feature song was," and they would tell you the name of the song and the title of the band. You are so I, right, I, and I like that. And the very WB creative. does that very well. Like <clears throat> both of those songs were from <clears throat> two thousand and one. Like they were doing right. current songs of the time, uh, and in some cases, introducing songs. Yeah, to, to, it was to, a big break to, to the, people to the their uh, people viewing. Remy Zero was actually in the, the season one finale. It was like Homecoming or something. Oh, and they wow. played, Lifehouse played on the show in an episode. So they would even bring in bands. Wow. So, all right, moving on. Uh, you'll notice a lot of these songs, I heard about them on a show or a movie. That was my first exposure to the song. Right. Was in a story element. So... This next song is from a movie called The Lake House, is how I heard about it. One of my all-time favorite songs. From the band Keen, the song is Somewhere Only We Know. 2004? 2004, The Lake House. It's a long intro, but a good intro. (laughs) Really tells a story. Very moving song. Gonna let me in. I'm getting. 
You know, The Lake House, it, it's one of those movies with a silly premise that they play very earnestly. Sandra Bullock? Sandra Bullock. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. And if you remember, it's a lake house where they put a letter in the mailbox, and then it goes back in time two years. Oh, wow. So Keanu and Sandra are like pen pals writing a letter to each other. Do they use first-class mail stamps? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they use magical stamps yeah. that travel through time, apparently. <clears throat> it's one of those silly promises, <clears throat> but but this, they played it in the previews, and they played it in the movie. I never saw it. And uh, I'll have to look I'll have to look that it's, up. It's it's a decent movie, you know. It's it's very sweet and earnest, you know. And I, I appreciate earnestness. It's somewhere only we know. Somewhere only we know, and I love that and this is like if if I ever get married and have like a first dance song, it would be this song. Oh wow! Like it's just very. As long as you have say in it. As, as long as I have say. <laughs> that would be my vote for a, a first dance song. Um, and and the line that I just always think about is like, I'm getting old and I need something to rely on. Oh, very good. So it's it's told from like the point of view of like older people that are reflecting back. Right. Of like their relationships and their dating, and why don't we go somewhere only we know? So you have this whole history of these characters, right? And I really like a story where you see a character, you know they have a lot of history, and you want to know more about that character and their history. Pulls you in. That's one reason I love Up in the Air with George Clooney so much. It's like this character, Ryan Bingham. Like I want to know more about this guy, right. what he's been through, it's how intriguing, he got, how he got here. And I feel the same way with Somewhere Only We Know. From the Lake House. So, there I go. 2004. I mean, now we're in the right. senior. Because 2001, I was 13, turning 14. 2004, I would have been in high school, like a sophomore Jetting through time. Jetting through time. All right. So, but now we're going to go back to middle school with the song that... It's very iconic for my middle school years. 1999. From 1999, the band is Incubus. The song is Drive. And the chorus you'll know. It's a very good chorus, 1999. I would have been like 12 right now.
Incubus, weird name for a band, but hey, what are you going to do? You know what? I would like a copy of this, these soundtracks. You can have this CD. Of your CD, yeah. This is very listenable. This is very enjoyable music. Well, thank you. Very you can good, totally have this good CD. Choice. It's the best. Um, junior high. Yes. Middle school. When I graduated eighth grade, they had the invitations, you know, hey, yes. eighth grade graduation. And they had a slogan. Right. The class slogan. And the slogan they used was, whatever tomorrow brings. Oh, wow. I'll be there. Um, which I always associate with the song. I assume they got it from the song because right. that would have been a huge song at the time. Yes. Whatever tomorrow brings. And ironically, there was a different like class song right. of that year, and it wasn't this song. But the slogan was "Whatever tomorrow brings," and just that phrasing alone just always stuck with me all those years. Yeah, whatever tomorrow brings, I'll be there. Keeps an element of wonder in life. Yeah. With open arms and open eyes. I love it. I'll be there. And that's that's moving for a 12-year-old. You're like, yeah, whatever tomorrow brings. They used to call those graduations for junior high culminations. Culminations. Those graduations for high school. Yeah. So that's Back very, in my day, anyway. And it was... <clears throat> as, as I <clears throat> was taking all these songs <clears throat> off of YouTube, like, I, did, I never knew it was called Drive. Because I always just called it whatever tomorrow brings. Because right. that was the chorus, you know. That happens a lot with songs. You, right. just, you know it by the chorus. So, that's a good one. Well, we paid tribute to Tom Petty. Let's pay tribute to someone else. Next on our list, another song I love. Oh, it's the Cranberries from 1993. The song is called Dreams. The lead singer of this band passed away. Rest in peace. But she left behind some great music. Her name was Dolores O'Reilly, an Irish singer. She did songs like Zombie, Dreams, Linger. But this is my favorite of the Cranberries. Oh, yeah. known for that sound, Dolores. That yes, kind of unique, noise. distinct. Yes, rest in peace, Dolores. Yeah, that song, Dreams, Cranberries, I mean, uh, uh, Dreams, Zombie, and Linger, like, those would have been playing heavily on the radio um, 
for, for a good long while. Those stayed in heavy rotation for, yeah. throughout the 90s. So. I think everyone's heard that song. As a child, very much remember it. Made real popular. It's one of those, if I'm doing a soundtrack of the 90s, I'm using it's the Cranberries. Be, right. You know. That would be like a dream project for me. Like, choosing a soundtrack for a film, like curating a soundtrack... Yeah. Would be like the funnest job. based on the themes and the and the, and the, the, yeah. the particular drama in that part of the movie. Well, yeah, like Hammer Crow. Like I'm telling the story of me in high school. Like what songs from job. the 2000s would I pick? Yeah, you know. But uh, you know the Cranberries. You love them. Love They're them. Great. You've heard that song. I'm excited. Zombies gets played a lot, so I wanted to go Dreams because yes. I love, I love the idea of Dreams. You like Dreams. Um. Any song about dreams I really like. Yes. <laughs> There's another dream song on this list. It's exciting stuff. It's exciting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're going to uh, go in a little different direction. One something else from my youth. Yes. You know, something else from the 90s. The band is Delirious. The song is called History Maker from 1998. Are they also uh, Irish? What are they? South African? You're something. You and Jared got me into Not American. Is it true to die? That when people cry, cloudless skies will break. Kings and queens will shine. Yes, it's true. be a history maker right that's exciting stuff i know i do any song that's sort of about purpose like that like it's about dreams and desire you know history maker um was a very big um yeah i remember you and jared used to listen to that and and introduce the song to me like wow yeah i grew up um in a church called the malibu vineyard Mm mm-hmm and they were very hip to music. Jason Wade and Lifehouse got their start there. Yes. At Malibu Vineyard. Yes. And one of the huge bands at the time was Delirious. And and that album, King of Fools. Yes. Especially. And um, a lot of great hit songs. And this one was uh, probably my favorite one. Would have been a song I listened to a lot. I would have been 10 when this song came out. 1998. 1998. Yeah. So just very moving, very good. 
And they had the memory too, yeah. Yeah, I mean there's there's a whole bunch of Christian stuff I could have put on this list. I tried to limit it uh to two. I limited it to two, but um I don't think I can favorites. remember the songs I was into at ten, so you have a good memory. <laughs> yeah. Del- Del- Delirious was big. The song must have made an impact, yes. It, it did indeed. And you, you mentioned you wanted a copy of this C D. Oh, yeah. I, um very excited. I very carefully chose each and every track on the C D over weeks. I could listen to this over and over for weeks. And not only did I have to think of the song, find the song, I had to go to YouTube and then download it, the song off of YouTube. Right. So I had to put a lot of hard work into this list. So I'm glad, I'm glad you're liking it. I will, I will enjoy it and am enjoying it. Yes. Well, there's another uh, Christian band I loved from that area. Going to 2001. Called Audio Adrenaline. And they were really great. This song is called Glory. And it's about angels, which I always liked. When you're 13 years old. Yes. Some audio adrenaline. And you and me were meant to be a little lower than the angels. And all this ground. isn't solely about angels per se but I've always had this fascination with angels hmm. that were sort of interesting to me and even when I was in at Moore Park I did this speech and debate class right and we had to do a persuasive speech and an informative speech and my persuasive speech was about the existence of angels oh interesting and I read Billy Graham's you still have a book on angels I think I do oh yeah I have a lot of my Moore Park I'd like to, in a file on my laptop I'd like to reread yeah. that yeah, and of course, rest in peace, Billy Graham. Um, he wrote a book on angels. But just the... Well, I, I love Audio Adrenaline. And there was some really cool bands at that time that did memorable, uh, you know, whether it was DC Talk or Fiber and Frenzy or Supertones. You know, a lot of that was playing. But that song st- stuck with me. And it's really because of the lines about angels. Right, right, right. <laughs> it always is sort of stuck in my in my consciousness. But that one I got a credit Jared with. He, um, he introduced you to he it. He introduced it to me, Audio Adrenaline, at the time. So that was a uh, glory again. Yeah, Audio Adrenaline and Delirious were almost like cousins. Yeah. You know, very similar the, sound. The American very... cousin of Delirious. Yeah. Who I'm, I'm convinced is South African for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but yeah. 
one of my favorites next coming up. Maybe just English. The next song isn't technically a song from my youth, <laughs> but a very memorable song. Going to the greatest body of music, classic rock. The band is Aerosmith, who is part of my youth. The song is Dream On from 1970. Of course, remember the movie Miracle with yeah, Kurt Russell and the saw- hockey team. Yeah, and we saw Aerosmith perform. Yeah, down at Dodger Stadium. This was the theme song of Miracle, of that of that hockey movie. Oh yeah, you know. they, when they they played against the Canadians in the Olympics. I mean, yeah, Americans versus Russians. A Russian, the Soviets. there'd be another song about dreams on here yes dream on one of the greatest stage performers of all time Aerosmith and Steven Tyler Steven Tyler Steven Tyler Um, the reason this is on here I was gonna pick I don't want to miss a thing from Armageddon because that's really where I heard a lot of Aerosmith was the Armageddon soundtrack but even before that dream on um, you know I grew up with the songs of my time of my day 90s and 2000s and then slowly, I venture into the past. So, so there were three bands, Aerosmith, Simon and Garfunkel, and the Beatles, that really exposed me to past music wow. and said, this feels just as much today and lively and fresh and immediate as these current songs yes. from agree. whoever was at the time. Yeah, they, their, their appeal does not expire. Yes, yes, they're very uh, much classic in the way. So I had to, I had to throw a tribute to Aerosmith. I love uh, it. Good choice back there. 
Because because as as a young person, Would if I'm been, 15, yes. if I'm watching Armageddon and I hear I don't want to miss a thing, and then I hear Dream On. I think they're from the same year. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know one's from the 70s and one's from the 90s and may just from again. I don't know. I just think this band is awesome and he sounds the same. Just because of their timeless appeal. Not not all songs would work that way. Yes. But this has a timeless appeal. But Steven Tyler worked that way, I yes. thought. You know? When I heard it in Miracle, I didn't know it was from the 70s, right. that song. I just thought, you know, this is great stuff. Okay. Now we're going modern. 2012. 2012. The band is M83. The song is called Midnight City. This is modern. It is 2012. One of the newer yeah. songs. What instrument are they playing? No a, idea. A modern instruments. <laughs> but just wait for the drums to kick in. Most of these songs, it began with a movie. There's a movie called Warm Bodies in 2013, which is about a zombie and human romance. Mm, <laughs> you okay. know, and, and what, it was very at uh, 2013. It was very much based on like Roman Juliet. You know, and wow. uh, it's it's it, it was sort of in the vein of Twilight. So it's fun. You know, it's it's he's not like a gross zombie. He just looks like a pale guy. You know. Okay. <laughs> but um, they had this song in the movie Midnight City. And there's some songs you hear and you're instantly like, I want that song. I need to figure out who that is. Right. You know, the first time I heard the Lord's song, Royals, I shazammed it instantly. Yes. Like, I need to know who this is. So the same with that night, I, I looked up the soundtrack. Who? What was that song in Warm Bodies? And it was this song, uh, Midnight City. And uh, when I worked at the Hollywood Bowl for a few months um, in the pool circle, I worked for this restaurant, Patina, as a busboy. M83 played one of the nights. I got to oh. see all these bands play that whole summer at the Hollywood Bowl. Now that... And, and I'm at the side of the stage, you know, I'm yeah. kind of in... You know, uh, but still, you got to be, you know, whatever, 200 feet from all these bands playing Live at the Hollywood music, Bowl. Too. Live music, And so I remember when M83 played, I'm like, oh, this is such a good song. So it's not just a good song and good band, it has a significant memory. It does, and there's a third memory, which is... When I started making videos on YouTube, I was experimenting with the editing software, right. this, this, the movie-making programs, and I made this YouTube video called Shoot Anything. And I just got my digital camera, shot a bunch of stuff, and put a song to it, and the song was Midnight City oh. by M83. Oh, I'd like to see that video. And that song's on YouTube now. It's called Shoot Anything. And just random stuff oh, yeah, in Agora. Yeah, I saw that. That was great. Yeah, it's random. There's a park. Yes. There's a frisbee. There's me skateboarding. There's just I and love it was that all one. to say, can I upload 
the video, edit it, and put a song to it. It right. was just practice. Oh, it was well done. I remember yeah. that. And I like the whole message of that video, just shoot anything. Just Yeah, because at the very end, I say, if you don't know what to shoot, shoot anything. Yes. That was the, that was the message. That's great. I felt so artsy. I like I wrote the end credits on paper with a sharpie and like directed by Caleb. Right. You know, James Cameron, the great James Cameron, once said something very inspiring to me. Um, he said, "If you want to be a director, be a director." He said, "Shoot anything and put your name on it. Say directed by James Cameron." Oh wow! And he said, "Then at that point, you're a director. Everything else is negotiating salary." <laughs> but you are a director. I love it. So I thought, you know, I've made some YouTube videos. I am a director. Love it. I just don't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> to be announced. So, um, you know, I grew up with some great cartoons. Right. So I, I had to honor that. Uh, there was a show called The Animaniacs. Right. Produced by Steven Spielberg. Great show. And uh, they also did, like, educational songs. Right. And they did a song about the president's. That goes from Washington to, at that time, Bill Clinton. Right. It's a very comedic song, and I want to play some of it for Please you. Please do, yes. And there was a lot I could have chosen from Disney or cartoons, but I wanted to, to throw in this one. Awesome. This is Animaniacs with the Presidents from 1995. I owe, do you know? The names of the U.S. residents who then became the president and got a view from the White House to a Pennsylvania Avenue. George Washington was the first you see. He once chopped down a cherry tree. President number two would be John Adams and then number three. Oh, Jefferson stayed up to write the Constitution late at night. So he and his wife had a great big fight and she made him sleep on the couch all night. Jim Madison never had a son when he fought the war of 2 video I created was I took this song and I just did a photo of each president every time they went to a new one. That's Again, great. just experimenting Love it. Shoot with anything. the editing technology. Shoot anything. Just saying I have the song and I have these portraits. The Animaniacs they're the best. Awesome. And they taught me a lot about U.S. history. So well, you're going to like this next song. Woo! One of my favorites. We're going back to childhood now. This could be on my list. It could be. Hope it is. I'm surprised it wasn't. You remember Avril Lavigne, don't you? Of course. From 2002. Anything but ordinary. Anything but ordinary. Hmm. One of her great songs. A lot of people would, would pick Skater Boy, but this, I think, was the best song on that album. Sometimes I get so weird. I even 
Has angst ever been better in a song? Oh. I've never felt so much better angst. What does angst mean? What's a synonym for angst? It's, 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 it sounds uh, like the perfect word. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, the boy, sound of it, it sounds it, like it's, it it's sort of Because you're kind of melodramatic. You like, rip my heart out and leave me here to bleed. Yeah. You know, you're being a drama queen but it's it's like sincere emotions and yeah. it's kind of like you're being dramatic about it angst, but it's maybe raw intense, yeah yeah raw, raw angst, intense it's emotion like, yeah it's it's great yeah yeah and uh anything but ordinary of course i love any song and theme that has to do with well you like female empowerment songs as we've everybody well established everybody's unique self everybody has is has something in them yeah, this is Avril at her best. Yeah. This is really epitome Avril. That's unique. And I, th I think you can really relate to the song because sometimes you drive so fast just to feel the danger. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes and, you feel and, alive. And I felt the danger. You felt the danger. Yes. <laughs> Mission succeeded. Sometimes drive so fast. Uh, anything but ordinary, you know. And she wasn't... It's, it's sort of funny. It sort of reflects those teen years of like... There's a period you want to be normal. Right. And then right after that, you don't want to be normal. Right. You don't want to be ordinary. Yeah. So she, like, you know, <clears throat> is it's, it's about, like, young adult phase of, like, now I want to know why I'm special. The like, reason, why I'm not... The reason some may feel like they don't fit in is because they 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 don't, in some senses, because they're unique. They're yeah. Not, they're, they're, they have a unique purpose to, uh, to live and to breathe and... And so you're not going to feel 100% like somebody else. Oh, man, I forget the movie. I'm going to kick myself later. But Star it's, Wars? No, no. There was some movie where the... Superman? The, the guy says to the girl, no, no. Is she? She's like, my fear is being ordinary. And he goes, you couldn't be ordinary if you tried or something. You know? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's probably like a Cameron Crowe movie. That's a but, great quote from the movie. Of <laughs> the movie, I have no idea what it is from. So, uh, yeah, 2002, this, this is a year later, uh, warning, this song has a really long intro. D-I-D-O. <laughs> no, Dido, uh, great female artist oh, Dido. from the 2000s. Dido. 1999. Um, yeah, this song, White Flag, is from 2003. Also known as a song with a long intro. Yeah, song. Yeah. It's up there. Got nominated for it, right? <laughs> yeah, one of the top three. Best, best long intro song. But it just takes me to a time and place. It's just haunting. It's just so cool. I know you think that I shouldn't still love you. I'll tell you that. But if I didn't say. It's worth the wait of the long intro. 
<laughs> Man, that song takes me back. That is a very specific sound of a spe- that that voice is so unique. Yes, and just like one of a kind. Boom! That is a specific place in history and a specific time. Is that voice? And if I can quote, quote Avril, it's anything but ordinary. It's, it's, yes. Anything but ordinary. It was right, and that song. I mean, for, it, it, Dido for me. Look, I always associate her with sci-fi, and she did this other song here with me, which was the theme to Roswell. Yes. It was a show, Roswell, which was very similar to Smallville. Right. It's, it's a city. It's a. It's an alien who has powers. He can heal people and, and do stuff, and um, that was like the perfect another matching the perfect right. song with the perfect show to to kind of because uh, I am what I am. I do what I want, and I, you know. And then, um, but my, my white flag story is, um, boy, okay, so me and my friend Kent used to have movie nights. Right. And we used to watch Star Trek. We said, we're going to go through all the original Star Treks. So, there was the second one, The Wrath of Khan. Star Trek Marathon. Star Trek Marathon. So, we're watching the second one, The Wrath of Khan. And the character of Khan was introduced in the series before. The original right. Star Trek series. Remember Which that. I had never seen. So he says, okay, I'm going to pull up a video on YouTube that will just show clips from that episode of, right. of the first con. Because they brought the same actor. So he found a YouTube video with clips from the con episode. And the song in the background was White Flag. Someone had put oh. that song to it. So I just had this association of Star Trek and, and Dido and White Flag. And it's, what a good memory it, it maker. It seemed very sci-fi and mysterious to me. And kind of, you know, yeah. has that trance, hooks you in feeling. So I just... Man, if, if there's a top five songs that make you think of youth, it's it's White Flag is one of them. Awesome. It's just, ah, it's so good. Whew. One of my favorites coming up. I think one of America's favorites. Yes. You know, we talked before the about first, Kelly Clarkson. The first. The first American Idol. We played uh, Indep- uh, Miss Independent on yours, but I also wanted to pay tribute to Kelly Clarkson. Of what I think might be her best song. She's anything but a one-hit wonder. Kelly Clarkson, the song is Breakaway from 2004. This is really her anthem. This is like her getting deep. Very deep. Grew up in a small town And when the rain would fall down I'd just stare out my window Dreaming of what could
Kelly's opus like that. Self-explanatory. That was huge for Kelly. Yes. That that I mean, Breakaway was her breakthrough song. Right. I think like this is her leaving her mark and stamp. It tells a story like she goes from small town to big city. You know, yeah, one, and, of, one of her Breakaway songs. Yeah. And it has it's the dream. The song is like the birth of a dream. Right. She's there in her small town. She's saying, "I'd like to get away. I'd like to you know." And then it carries you through the birth of the dream to the maturation of the dream to finally realizing the dream. Wow. You know, it just tells this in just that, that whole process. Make a wish, take a chance, make a change, and break away. Love there it. There you go. There's your formula for life right there. Yes. This everything you need to know about life is in breakaway. And I like your note. There's a sermon in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I wrote that because recently the, the last, like, Six weeks in church, the guy's been talking about dreams, the right. birth of the dream, how God carries you through the dream, and then and then realizing the dream. Awesome. And like this, this is a three-minute hero's journey and song. Dreams keep us creating, about they keep, having a goal, they keep us reaching, they keep us praying because your desires will always be uh, bigger than your resources in time. Yeah. So they absolutely. keep us. Looking forward to the next day. I mean, make a wish. It starts starts with the wish, with the desire. Desire. It's, it's ask, believe, receive. It's the it's the wanting something. It's every Disney. Every great musical has the I want song. Has every, has yep. the protagonist sitting on the rock saying what they want out of life, and from that moment forward, you are rooting for that character because they want something, and that's relatable. And you want them to have what they want. Wow. You want them to achieve it. That's very well said. Whew. What a great wordsmith. Love that song, 2004. Wow. Wow. So, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up my favorite group of all time, which is Simon and Garfunkel. S&G, like Steve Garcia. <laughs> Steven more, Garcia. More famously known. Steven the Garcia. S&G stands for Simon and Garfunkel. Yes, and of course on yours I included Sound of Silence, because we both love and Simon and Garfunkel. This and, song came out. And stuff. One year after I was born. Oh, there I was, you go. I was in diapers. One year old. Diapers, rocking out to the song. Maybe didn't even know my first word yet. So I just I had to include some Simon and Garfunkel because I love them so much, and uh, they're a very big deal. From 1964, it's a hazy shade of winter. Because there's so, two of them. Their songs have <laughs> the songs have build. They not only have build, but they're simple. 
And not only are they simple, the blend, the blend that Simon and Garfunkel have is, you, there, is distinct. Yeah. It's just bam, <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel's on right now. And it's... They're the best. And I mentioned on yours I was going to include Bridge Over Troubled Water, but it competes with Dido for longest intro. That's yeah. on Bridge Over Troubled Water. Slowest build yeah, to, the, to a court the, uh, is Bridge Over Troubled War. Water. So I'm like, what's their fastest song is A Hazy yeah. Shade of Winter. And I, I have a note there. It's your favorite band. It's my favorite that's, band. That's to be noted in your in your tribute to your top <laughs> top 19 songs there. It is. When I was working at the Hollywood Bowl, someone asked me, who's your favorite band? And I said, Simon and Garfunkel. And at the time, I was into making the YouTube videos. I was right. experimenting. And I've done two with Simon and Garfunkel songs. I did the America one and the Scarborough Affair. I... I did both. I made right. videos for both of those. Awesome. So they're hugely influential, Simon and Garfunkel. In fact, I just discovered that Alec Baldwin has a podcast, and he oh. interviews celebrities. And just yesterday, I listened to his interview with Paul Simon, oh, wow. who rarely does interviews, mind you. And yeah. of course, yeah, it's great, and I love The Graduate and all their music. Yes. And, um, so 1964. Now we're moving forward in history, back to the 90s, again. This song will take you back to a time and place like no other, similar to White Flag. The band is Sixpence None the Richer. The song is called Kiss Me from 1998. Oh, yeah. One of those amazing songs. One of those romantic songs. Before I knew what it was to like the opposite sex, yeah. <laughs> I knew what this song was. one of those songs you never forget it just forget. it just it's so specific it just stays just stays with you i was 10 when this came out i didn't know what wow. kissing was i didn't this song this song was was like a sexual awakening this is when you're 11 and you you start looking at marcia brady a different way you start having feelings you're like i don't get romance romance is icky and then this song is like so romantic and profound transition song it does it really is one of those those transition songs you start yeah. seeing jane fonda differently i don't, yeah. know, I don't know what it is it's just one of those like wow like there's a whole world out there that awesome. being an adult is better than being a kid you know it's just one of those right those do you remember that song of course that was yeah. just like oh oh yeah and they didn't do much sixpence they really i you think know, it's like everyone knows that song as much as stairway to heaven yeah it's, it's just, just it's a song that everybody just knows yeah it's yeah. just one of those 
You know, they were big, but someone was bigger. Because in 2003, no one was bigger than Britney Spears. Musketeers. No one was bigger than her. And she did a lot of pop. Yeah, she did. But then one time she took it mellow. She was thoughtful. She did her anything but ordinary song. Britney Spears. This, this was every time there was this there was Lucky and there was only a few songs where you're like I didn't know she was capable of that kind of right. angst and pain and hurt and just as thoughtful this song surprising gives one, yeah one, it's one heartbreaking one of her best it, it rips your heart out it's like oh my goodness this sort of depth of Britney like this you know this was a new gear for her like oh she yeah. can do this too this yeah. is amazing and the piano said so piano heavy, you know. And of course, we all love the the pop and the oops, I did it again. But you know, mm. I just uh, Britney. I loved Britney. I had two Britney Spears posters in my bedroom. Oh yeah. Growing up, you know, I had there was um, one with the American flag, one with her. You know, Britney was there. Talk about you know sexual awakening Icon. when you're 12. Yeah. You know, Britney Spears. You cannot talk about the hit, 2000s without hit, talking hit me, about Britney. One more time. You cannot. Yeah. You know. And every time that was just that was that was a different gear for her, but it's like even this, it was almost a revelation. Like even this famous, wealthy, successful person, like they all hurt, they all have pain, they oh, all yeah. they all have the same. All human. They're all human. Everybody's human, you know. And and they've been sad, and that's how they write the sad song. Right. Like she doesn't. You don't get that song unless someone's been sad. Right. To get that sad song, yeah. and that's. And um, also mentions dreams. So there's um, you'd you'd be proud. 
most of this list is is female are female singers oh you're right the majority on here so maybe that's why i'm enjoying it so i think i'm taking a page out of your playbook (laughs) where you have a lot got a surprising amount of these these great female singers i'm like so do I. When I when I think of you, I th- these were the all stars. Yeah, it's not funny to hear to be serenaded by a female voice like that was like yeah, so peaceful. Yeah, and just so such longing to sleep, and um, that includes black female singers. Yeah, wow, that's a weird transition. Destiny's Child. Yes. Ooh, who doesn't remember Destiny's Child? Two thousand one. Two thousand one. There was no bigger song than Survivor from Destiny's Child, the song that made them. We all know Beyonce Knowles, Kelly Rowland, Michelle Williams, not the actress, the other one. This song was amazing. Oh, it's a long intro, but a good intro. (laughs) Picking a lot of songs, it's a long intro. Beyonce became the the queen. Such a good intro, though, don't you think? Backup singer that just yelling the what's what <laughs> survivor what it's funny because both this survivor and every time they're both kind of breakup songs right. you know couldn't be more different though right yeah right you know like you have the initial heart but there, there's it's such a good yin and yang like they work together well it's a good pairing yeah. you have like the initial heartbreak of every time and like this is i'm now over that person I'm a survivor. I'm better off without yeah. them. Good songs help you identify and get in touch with certain emotions. Yes. They go, oh, that's what I'm feeling. That's what I mean. That's that's how to articulate this feeling. Yeah. You know. And this is like they, they've, they've had the broken heart, but they finally moved on, and now they're feeling victorious and triumphant, and they're, they're conquerors now. They're like, okay, now this... This thing of what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. This is the stronger part. <laughs> so this is like you were... Now you're in the other end of the forest and you've right. gone through it. And now you're stronger in the end. Very good. Survivor was huge. Survivor. Now, topping it off, is this your... Is this order mean... Is this your number one no, prominent these, song? Or is this, this is just... These are not in order. I okay. sort of... So it's one of your... Paired what it would go with. Right. Okay. No, this is our exit song. So we we have gone through the list, but worthy of a note, yeah. But uh, I can't. It's a it's a rounds out the list. Yes, Michelle Williams, not equally the a part 
of the list. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so before we exit with with this song, um, so what did you think of the list of these songs? Did you have a good time? I did. It's it's very it's a journey. Much, it's a journey so. through the soul. Yeah. And uh, in history, and also kind of uh, ignites you for the future as well. It's empowering. It does. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. and if I were to choose my personal favorite, I would have to say it's Avril Lavigne. That is just. That, yeah, would, that would make much, it over to my personal list. I think half of these were, were women. Yeah, so pretty yeah. much like 18, 9 of the 18. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, Avril Lavigne. Yeah. That's great. And uh, not not really a song of your youth, but but one memorable yeah. nonetheless. Yes. Song of adulthood. So I wanted to thank you for joining me. Oh, my pleasure. For taking me down memory lane. I'm excited that I, that I get this great. The CD of all the songs that we went through. It was a great experience. Which, well, because I have that CD in my car now and I listen to it, that whole CD now is a memory for me. Because of the podcast. So the podcast. Like, oh, this is the time we went, me and Caleb... Going through it. Went through it. Yeah. So, uh... So, yeah. And I guess that's why I'm enjoying the other CD you gave me so much. Because it's not yeah. just songs. We went over the milestone memories that they were attached with and why and what it meant to us. So, it's, well done. It's, it's Truly, it's the magic of music in yeah. that way. That's what it does really well. And uh, I enjoy this time. You enjoyed it. And uh, Well, didn't you have one more song? Yeah, but it's our exit song, so I'm going I'm to... Oh, God. Oh, I see. Got I'm going to set it up, and then I'm going to let it play out. You got it. Well, and that will be the end. And I do want to say this. I'm just so thrilled, and I think everybody should do this, including myself, is to never shut down the outlet of your creativity. It, yes. It's what keeps you alive. It what, It's what forces you ahead, and it gives you just a lot of stinking joy. <laughs> yeah. You know, so use your gifts and your creativity and follow Keep your the dream passions, alive. even if it's just for your own fun. Uh, Keep the dream alive. Yeah. This, this was a dream. A dream that started with Kevin Smith when he went through a list of his father's favorite songs. I'm like, I'm going to do that, and now we're going to my favorite songs, and now it's just a, the dream has birthed a new creative project. And uh, would you ever do this again? Absolutely. Absolutely. And this we could, even if, if you wanted... Um, Maybe with movies. With movies, because um, on your mix, I picked your songs yes. from my memory. So if you wanted, you could email me a list of songs, and I would go to YouTube and download them and, and well, create this, a playlist. Yes, well, at this point, I think my list We're covered. Is, is better served by your memory. <laughs> you, it's still in mine. It just jumpstarts my memory. Going, oh, Yeah. <laughs> So the okay. So in the future, maybe we'll collaborate on yeah, on right. the list and what and what the selection is. Very good. Um, but uh, you know, when we did yours, we closed it out with um, Cat Stevens' song "Father Ooh. and Son." Oh, but this great. is a an amazing song. This uh, uh, My Chemical Romance did a song called "Welcome to the Black Parade" from 2006, which is phenomenal. It's it's really their highlight, and it's it's about a father and son. It's about oh. this guy's reflecting on a memory when he was a child with his father and then later on like it says this whole story is his mom dies and she's looking down on him and he takes you through this whole thing I thought this would be a great uh, way to close it out kind of thematically an amazing song My Chemical Romance Welcome to the Black Parade from 2006 really tells a story it 
didn't really you gotta wait for the drums on this song because they're phenomenal when i was a young boy my father took me into the city to see a marching band he said son when you grow up would you be the savior of the broken the beaten and the damned he said will you defeat them you demons and all the non-believers the plans that they have made because one day i'll leave you a phantom to lead you in the summer to join That's KCast for this week. This is Caleb and Steve signing off. Fantastic. Have a great day. Enjoy the rest of the song. Yes.